We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast, your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Oh, mama, what a play! Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast on a Monday. Joe Castiglione coming up in just a bit, but as we typically do on a Monday, we kick things off with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland. Now, Toby, last week on Monday, we celebrated the 2017 Men's Golf National Championship, so you and I didn't have a chance to chat, but a little bit of a, little bit of a challenging weekend, but... I mean, as as always, the University of Oklahoma, its coaching staff and its administration, they've been shining beams of light, haven't they? Yeah, they have. You know, I think that, um, and what a what a time in America, you know, for 2020 is going to be remembered for a long time for a lot of reasons. And uh, so far, not many of them good at all. But... Um, it is times like this when leaders emerge, you know, in our nation and in our world and locally. And, and I think that certainly that has been the case. And I thought what Lincoln had to say and what several members of his coaching staff had to say and, and uh, several members of the football team, you know, were, uh, were either a part of some of uh, the, the peaceful protests that took place or had powerful things to say on social media and um and it's been and and members of uh of the basketball coaching staff i thought carlin hartman was has been unbelievable through this with some of the things he has said uh i'm i'm always proud to be associated with the university of oklahoma but i found that 
definitely true again uh, this weekend with some of the men and women that have stood forward for change. And, uh, um, you know, it's scary times and uh, uh, disheartening times, but uh, that has been uplifting the way that uh, the way that they have uh, stood forward. And, and I've learned something from them and uh, want to continue to learn more. And I, I hope everybody does. So in obviously conversations that took place before the outbreaks this week, and you had a chance to talk with Joe Castiglione, and I found it to be fascinating in his answer when you talked about July 1. I bring this up because we're going to talk about it at length throughout this week on the podcast, and you're going to hear Joe give an incredible explanation. Some people worry, oh, everyone else is getting back June 1. Some teams are back today. Most are, are going to be back on June 15th. But count me among those that tell me I'm fine, just fine with waiting until July 1. And the reasoning to me is is just. Yeah, I think so. I mean, honestly, the answer is because they feel like that's the best date, you know, and it's pretty, it's as simple as that. It's uh, based on all the gathering of information. They felt like that's what's best. And um, reasonable minds could differ, I suppose, uh, and do. You know, different schools are picking different dates, but this is the one that that our leadership felt was the most appropriate date. And I'm in no position to argue with that. So uh, um, it is what it is. And honestly, I think this will all be forgotten pretty quickly. I agree. Once we move on to the next stages of of a college football season, you know, once we if this six week plan is approved by the NCAA. Once we get into organized practices in mid to late July, uh, once we got a quarterback battle, once we, uh, you know, uh, start having storylines develop where there's position battles and unfortunately, hopefully not at OU, but across the country, there will be injuries that take place and there'll be other news, you know, games will we'll be counting down to games and press conferences and all that kind of stuff. We'll, we'll have a little bit of a hard time remembering all the hubbub surrounding the return of voluntary workouts, I think. So um, I, I, whether it ends up being a uh, uh, something that matters or not, I've got my doubts. You know, I, I don't think we're going to have a situation where a team loses a game in October or November. And when it, you know, when they are asked in the postgame press conference why, they say, well, I I wish I could have got a voluntary lift in back in June, you know? <laughs> right. I, I don't think that'll be the case. And that's not to make light of, of anybody who has a different opinion about it. It's just I think we're going to get to bigger moments in this timeline here to make this happen. Uh, practices starting. Are there going to be fans? How is everything going to work? And this is just the story of the day. It's kind of the first hurdle to cross. And uh, so there's debate about it, but I don't think it'll last very long. Uh, what's your – okay, for those who don't know, Toby's got a radio show from 6 to 9 a.m. on one of our great radio partners, Sports Talk 1400, 99.3 FM in Norman. And you have a segment called TJ's Gut. That's your co-host, TJ Perry. And you're <laughs> checking with how his gut feels. You and I have this conversation – on I think you're you're either a Thursday or Friday show, but how's your gut feeling about fans in the stands in 2020 right now? Um, 
I'd say probably similar to everybody else, better and better. You know, I, I think that really, I, I think that that's all going to gradually get better and better. And we're going to see other places try it. And, and if they have success, college football is going to be comfortable with it too. You know, if, if uh, I, I think Texas has approved 25% for professionals and I'm assuming baseball is going to get their act together here and play some games before actually college football rolls around and we'll see what they do. But the likeliest scenario is that there'll be percentage of fans, 50% or 25% or 60%, whatever it may be. But we probably are looking at less than capacity, at least to start the season. Um, that's the most likely scenario. And, and I think the second most likely scenario is that we do have a fully confident country by then. And it's, and we've got some measures in place that everybody feels comfortable with and, and uh, we can be at capacity for at least everybody who feels comfortable coming to games can come to games. And I think the, maybe now the least likely scenario is that there's no fans at all. Um, I don't think it's 0% chance there, but I, I think it's become the least likely scenario in my mind. What about you? I'm the same way. I, I, I know that that's maybe a bit of a cop-out, but I've, I've ridden this roller coaster with people. There's not a single conversation that I have with, with friends or, or sports fans anywhere in which it's not asked, hey, are we playing football? And then I'm very confident, yeah, we're playing football. And then that follow-up is always, you think fans are going to be in the stands? And I feel confident on both. I don't know what the numbers are going to look like, Toby. I don't know what the seating capacity might look like. I kind of go back to what Gene Smith said. I don't know if you and Joe C get into that in the conversation today. I can't remember. I'm old. I forget things. But I think that's going to be that's going to be the interesting thing to me probably more than anything else. What will the social distancing look like? How will that be handled if, as I'm confident, there will be fans back in the stadium this year? Yeah. I mean, I think we could, you know, get quickly toward a scenario. I don't know, I don't know that we're going quickly toward anything, but <laughs> we could get to a scenario and a, a comfortability by September where you say, all right, everybody who wants to come can. Here is the rules you got to play by. You know, here's the social distancing rules for attending our game. Um, and if you're not comfortable with that, or if you're not comfortable being around a large crowd of people, then, you know, we totally understand. Um, the game's going to be on the radio and on television and nobody's going to have any hard feelings and you're not going to lose any points on your, for not using your tickets or whatever, but everybody who does feel comfortable, here's the social distancing efforts we're going to, to make this a safe environment. And, you know, what those are, I don't know. Maybe it's taking temperatures at the gate. Maybe it's whatever. But um, I think that's a possibility. Listen, we're, we are still farther away from the start of college football season than we are from when Rudy Gobert, the Rudy Gobert night brought sports to a halt. I mean, that's hard to believe because we talk about it constantly, but it's still 90-some days away, so... I think we still could cover quite a bit of ground by then. You know, it's it's amazing. This week, today, as we tape this on a Monday, today would have been the start of the championship series. You know, and for 
three of the last four seasons the Oklahoma Sooners softball team had played in this championship series. Which means, Toby, my heart hurts a little bit, but I know as we get into next week, you know, that's when you start messing with where the baseball postseason would have been. And I've talked a lot about softball on this podcast, but just to wrap since this week, uh, this week on our classic broadcast, by the way, it's the 2018 Big 12 championship game between OU and Texas as we kind of kick off Big 12 championship month. And then on Thursday, it's the OU softball game against Alabama in the first round of the 2016 World Series. But then every week in June, we'll have a baseball game. And I think... I think it's kind of heavy on me for baseball because I I really think this was a baseball team that could have had an opportunity to to not only still be playing but to be hosting and in position to maybe even host a super regional. I know that's a quick jump from hey fans in the stand are we playing football to baseball, but I just realized man we're in the midst of what would have been a great time in sports. Big Twelve championship would have just wrapped up and we'd be talking baseball postseason right now. Yeah. Um... I was thinking about that this weekend because I, I think I'll have to, I think this would have been regional weekend. I think you're right. And um, I was just thinking about, you know, it, I wouldn't have personally summer starts for me when baseball season ends. Right. And it wouldn't have happened yet. And, you know, if, if they had got through a regional and been headed to a super, we'd still be playing baseball and, I'm with you. It's all speculation. All you can do is say through the first 16 or 18 games, whatever they had played, they sure look like a a team that was capable of getting to Omaha and had everything in place. And it does make June painful because that's what I think about when I think of June. I think about baseball postseason and and the places we've been and the games that uh, have been played over the last decade and this month and how much fun it is when that bracket comes out and you start to size up the matchups and opposing pitching staffs. And do you save your ACE for game two or do you throw them in game one? And uh, which guy out of the bullpen could you use as a starter in a pinch? And, you know, all those kind of things that you're breaking down this time of year and, uh, and it's not happening. So it's just another kind of another sad piece of what's happened here in, in the wretched year of 2020. And, uh, but it's going to be something else next year, man. I'm, I mean, with not just Oklahoma, but certainly Oklahoma and all these guys that they come and got coming back and all these guys they got coming in. And I mean, they are going to be loaded and there are going to be some other teams around the country that are going to be loaded too. And 2021 could be the wildest college baseball season ever. So uh, that that at least gives us something to look forward to. And, and you, may, maybe we have more long form. I know in our spotlight shows that we bring you on the podcast platform on Fridays, you and Chad have talked about it. But the fact that the draft is, what, down to five rounds, and Kate Cavalli's probably going to be a first-rounder, so we may not see him. I think Jason Ruffcorn, uh, that might be a guy that – unfortunately, has has played his last Sooner game. But, I mean, there's a good chance. We could see a lot of guys back, T-Row, that even in a full season would have been off to Major League Baseball. Yeah, I uh, I wouldn't rule out rough corn either. Oh, okay. I, think there's a, I think there's a chance he's back. I think the guy that – I think Levi Prater is going to be uh, close uh, as to whether he's a top five-round guy or not. And so that would be really interesting. Obviously, he's a guy that – if he decides to come back as a Friday night ace 
type talent. And, uh, and then there's going to be three or four high school guys that are really highly thought of that might go in the first five rounds and might not. Some guys that, quite frankly, might a couple of guys that might end up at OU that were really long shots if the draft had taken place as expected. So, you know, you throw all that together and, and it'll be interesting. I'll tell you something that we can talk about maybe in the future is this this proposal that is out there for changing the college baseball season starting in 2022 that has really gathered a lot of steam. And that is that it would not start until basically basketball's over, which would be late March Mm. and would stretch then into July um, and have, you know, a little more separation and, and warmth so that you're not playing baseball games in, in the freezing of February, especially for the northern schools. But even around here, too, you start baseball in February, it can be kind of brutal. So that's a, that's a, a proposal that's getting a lot of talk out there and could have a major impact on the OU calendar, too. So there he is, Toby Rowland, the voice of the Sooners, hanging out with us as he typically does on a Monday. I missed talking to him last week, and we'll have to spend some time. Maybe we'll see if Gainesy will come on with us and – lay out the potential new schedule for college baseball. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented in part by AT&T, AT&T, America's best network. Metroplex Electric, we can be your electrician. Hey, the deadline's here, June 1. The Sooner Club and football season ticket renewals are now. So contact the Sooner Club or the OU Athletic Ticket Office to get ready for another exciting year of Sooner football while making a difference for nearly 600 student-athletes. And it's time to add some boneless wings to your Wingstop delivery order, available in any of their 11 mouth-watering flavors. So go ahead and crush those spicy, saucy, sweet and sassy cravings. Go to Wingstop.com now and get delivery to your door. Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Now, without any further ado, Joe Castiglione on the Sooner Sports Podcast. And we start by asking Joe Castiglione if he likes the plan that's in place across the country for the start of voluntary workouts. I do. I think a lot of this has to do with uh, the fact that uh, many schools didn't have a, a spring practice or if they had one get underway like us, you know, it, it was abruptly ended. So they're trying to, uh, you know, marry all of it together and give a, give a better glide path to the start of the season, not to be confused with the workouts that we uh, typically do this summer, but it'll, it'll allow a little bit more. Now, that's all I could really say, Toby. It's not fully defined yet. You know, they're talking about it. They haven't stipulated what programs can or can't do yet. So we'll have to wait and see how that evolves. Since we last talked, um, you have announced that voluntary workouts will start july 1 on campus uh there are other schools that have announced june dates why july 1 and and why wait until then as you know we were all uniformly uh applying rules through the end of this month so may 31st was the date that we had targeted and I didn't decide what to do after May 31st until just about a week ago. <laughs> so uh, you heard a lot of people talking about possibly coming back June 1 or later, but no guidelines to support any of it. 
we weren't able to get unanimity on a start date. So it happened in this way, you know, that the NCAA uh, released late Thursday afternoon a week ago that schools could return to uh, uh, permitting voluntary workouts, meaning student-athletes could come in on their own uh, and lift, run in university facilities if uh, state, local, or campus authorities permitted those facilities to be used. You know, a lot of that is still being dictated by uh, rules or limitations in various states. But uh, after that, then the conferences decided to vote when it was best for them. And, uh, again, we couldn't get unanimity. But you hear June 8th, many cases, or June 15th in the case of the Big 12. And just uh, less than a week earlier, um, we were hearing from sports uh, medicine folks, uh, obviously these medical experts we've been talking about each week, uh, people around the country, uh, the uh, aggregation of all the data that we could, uh, I guess you could say, gather and, and assess. And so um, we had already been moving down a path that it was best for us to wait until July 1st. So we, we really, as you know, a lot of what we do here is we start with the end in mind. Some people call it a vision. <laughs> but uh, we, we try to figure out what it is we're trying to accomplish and then figure the best way to make that happen. And that's exactly what we did. We wanted to figure out how many weeks we needed to have with our student-athletes to get them properly prepared, assuming, of course, that we were permitted to be with them. So uh, you, you also remember just uh, you know, the dates I know get all blurry, Toby, but you remember just a couple of weeks before that where people were talking about the optimum time we would have with student-athletes to get them ready for a season, right? I mean, you just even asked that in the first question. You remember that? Mm-hmm. Remember that? We were talking about some people said eight weeks was optimal, but may may not get that. It might be six weeks, could even be four weeks. You remember that conversation? I do, yeah. So, uh, um, well, if you look at July 1st, that's nine weeks before the first football game. So, again, we had been moving. We, Oklahoma, you've heard from Lincoln, you've heard from me. Everything we've said has been consistent. And uh, we just stuck with our plan. All we're really doing is uh, taking a little bit more time, you know, to allow the continuation of the spread of the virus to subside somewhat. We know it's not going away. We know there's still chances for people to contract the virus, spread the virus. Um, And we just thought that uh, being a little more prudent, a little more patient, is in the best interest. Keep in mind, voluntary workouts are just what they mean. Uh, student athletes can go work out on their own and not be supervised. The difference is now that uh, you, you know, as a university, you could open your doors, they could come in, they could work out, lift, they could run, a coach could be there, 
for safety reasons only. They cannot conduct other kinds of workouts. Um, they're not any other kinds of activities, uh, team activities that could be conducted, simply working out. And so uh, many of our guys were doing that, are doing that now. Um, and uh, that's the only difference. I know people think workouts equate to the organized type of workouts that we would typically see starting literally next week. You know, in the most years, you remember, uh, guys come back, coincided with the beginning of the summer uh, academic term. They're taking the classes. They're, uh, they can work out. You know, Benny and his staff, Scott Anderson and his staff can all be there for um, conducting those workouts, organized workouts in groups. Uh, that's not able to happen yet. Um, we expect that will change somewhere, uh, be voted on sometime during the next month. And if that means, you know, July 1, we're able to do those organized workouts, my guess is it could happen that way. Um, then we'll be ready for that too. And that's it. That's the whole story. Nothing nefarious about it. We just uh, followed the plan that we had been putting in place. We had hoped the decision had been made earlier, but it wasn't. So uh, we feel we feel very confident it's the right one. Let me uh, let you respond to a popular uh, line of speculation that is out there. There is a. Uh... Uh, a speculation that when Lincoln said uh, June 1 would be ridiculous, that it kind of put you guys in a tough spot and you had to say July 1 at that point and that you'd really rather come back sooner, but your kind of your hands were tied at that point. Uh, what's your reaction to that? Are, are you serious? People are saying that? Yes. I hear, well, him chirping. I hear him chirping in the background about it, Joe. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Uh, look, I, there, I, you can't respond to every silly thing people say. You know, that, but from, from day one, we have been uh, informing our coaches, sharing information, uh, making them – just involved in any decision that we make to the best interest of student athletes and our staff, you know, including their staff, of course. Uh, so when uh, Lincoln made that statement, I wasn't surprised at all. Um, it is in line with a, the medical intel we were getting all along. They, uh, they were not thrilled uh, that, People were ready to come back in groups. Uh, I'm putting it mildly um, this early and around June 1st. We understood all the cities, uh, places around the country were opening up more and more. Supposed to be with guidelines, social distancing, things that you've been hearing about, talking about, reading about. And uh, with all that in mind, the limitation of what we could really do. We just didn't think it was in the best interest to start yet because, you know, you could control uh, the environment for the athletes when they come in your, in our facility. And they're going to come in in small groups, maybe up to 10, right? We'll practice social distancing and so on. But then they leave. 
and we have no control over them the other hours. <laughs> and they're, they're all here on campus as a group. So what would they most naturally be doing? I'll ask you. What do you think they'd be doing? Getting together, socializing. Yeah, you did. Do you think they'd be getting together in groups of 10? Unlikely. And, correct. In one vehicle so, at a time, maybe. <laughs> socializing, yes. Social distancing, ah, maybe not so much. And uh, Even if we are trying to be very diligent and in informing them and cautioning them, there are all kinds of other things. Have you seen what's going on? even in our community, there's not a lot of social distancing going on in every place. I know restaurants are trying. Some places are trying, letting only so many people into a store, trying to get people to wear masks, et cetera. But it's not happening consistently. And so uh, that's only going to evolve more back to what we thought was normal or remember as normal before. So, again, you know, the virus is still here, Toby. It's still around. We can't see it. We don't know how and who has it. Um, we're, it's getting better. You know, I'm not part of any political statement here, one side or the other. We're trying to do what science tells us, medical experts say is best, because we're trying to protect our student athletes, our staff, we're not saying it in a way that we're better than some other school. It's just we're listening to the experts here in Oklahoma and doing what we think is in their best interest, meaning our staff and our student athletes. So whatever we say, we say together. We're joined together. We, we have one voice. And I, I uh, was saying the same thing Lincoln was, as you know, saying it here on the show many times. So um, I think that's just absurd. Final question, Joe, and, and thanks so much again for your time today. 99 days to kick off if the season starts on time, 99 days uh, from today. What are the biggest things that need to be accomplished or solved if that's going to happen in the next 99 days in your mind? Well, as you know, I always focus on the best interests of student athletes and the staff or people we serve first and foremost. That's been part of everything I've said since we started our conversations. So we have to continue to work through how uh, the best practices evolve. And they will. They'll get better. Everything's getting better. And I'm very, very optimistic about improvement. But short of any kind of outbreak, uh, which we're seeing in a few places around the country, even as recent in the last couple of days. But short of any kind of outbreak that changes the course, um, we're going to start to move towards a uh, time where we're not just talking about voluntary workouts or organized workouts or modified fall camp practices. Uh, we're, we're going to have to make some decisions about the season itself. And that. That, you know, you can count down the number of days, but there's going to be a point. Don't think anybody's agreed on that point yet. There's going to be a point where we have to make some decisions about the season itself. Starting on time, whether we're playing 12 games, 
whether we have to uh, play a shortened season, an adjusted season. Those are still questions that have to be answered. Um, we, as you know from previous conversations, we've modeled a lot of options, uh, including seating capacity and uh, other things we're doing. We announced the digital ticketing. We have uh, new new digital uh, ordering for concessions that we'll announce shortly. We're trying to move through to make it a uh, very convenient and safe environment. Um, people are going to have to get used to doing things they may not like. Uh, it may be awkward, and it certainly may not be perfect. But I think if we uh, all have a great attitude about it and work through it, uh, it'll be it'll be fine, and we'll be able to have football uh, to enjoy this fall. Oh, good stuff, meaty. Now we'll spend the next seven days breaking down every word you've said. I think, Joe, we're going to uh, release all these after the quarantine. Uh, and we're going to title like a box set of these interviews. It's going to be called Joe and T-Row for the Birds. What do you think about that? Idea? Well, that'll be, Toby, that'll be ac- accurate because, as you know, uh, this stuff changes so fast. Uh, even today, whatever we say will be different perhaps by uh, later today or Monday, you know, so uh, That's right. you'll be talking about throwing these interviews in the trash because they weren't accurate anymore. <laughs> they were for the birds. <laughs> You're the best, Joe. Thank you. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Toby. Good to hear your voice. He's the best, the absolute best. Thanks to Joe Castiglione. Great interview with Toby Rowland. Hey, by the way, I just, as Toby and I were wrapping up, President Joseph Harris is going to join us on the podcast on Friday. Toby is sitting down with him this afternoon. So I think I'm sorry, maybe tomorrow afternoon. Regardless, the president of the University of Oklahoma will join us on the Sooner Sports Podcast this Friday, which is brought to you in part by Norman Regional. Norman Regional Health System is here for you during the coronavirus pandemic. Learn more and learn about its response at normanregional.com. Walden Cleaners is open for business and offering free pickup and delivery for all your household bundle wash and garment care needs. Register online or download our customer app in the App Store. Simply search Walden Cleaners. OG&E is power at the speed of life. And for Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Oklahoma updates, please check out bcbsok.com. With regard to medical treatment, members should call the number on their ID card for answers to their specific benefit questions. Our members' well-being remains our top priority as we continue to monitor developing news about COVID-19. The Center for Disease Control and Prevention CDC website is still the best source for all the most up-to-date COVID-19 information. All right, here's what's on tap, presented by Philip 66. Live to the full, as we mentioned. President Harris coming up on Friday's podcast. That's going to be exciting. I think Jess and Meg are talking a little softball this week. So Shannon Sale, maybe Sid Romero as well, too, on the Wednesday podcast. And a really cool combo on our classic broadcast because we start Big 12 Championship Week for football. So you'll hear the OU-Texas game from the 2018 Big 12 Championship game on our Sooner Sports podcast platform and among our affiliates on Saturday. And on Thursday... We'll continue our celebration of what should have been the Women's College World Series as we relive the first game, maybe one of the best-pitched Women's College World Series games of the 2016 World Series as Oklahoma, Paige Parker, battles Alabama, Alexis Osorio, and drama 
drama from Shay Knighton. That's all coming up on the Sooner Sports Podcast this week. Until then, everyone, have a great start to your week. And Boomer Sooner, everybody.